Just Our Real Estate, episode number 325. What's the big ahas or the big rocks that you've moved? One of the first things I did, because I had somebody, I had a service answering the phone. One of the first things I did was I, I hired somebody local to answer the phone. Around the same time, I hired an acquisitions person. So probably the biggest aha moment was within the first month, we had one deal that I did not answer the phone. I didn't go on the appointment. The only thing I did was I turned around and I sold it to somebody that I knew that would buy rental properties. I never saw the house. I never saw the house. I didn't talk to anybody. I, I talked to the owner at the closing was the only time I talked to the owner. And to go, holy smokes, I've heard about you guys doing this. But like <laughs> that was to have that actually happen was probably the biggest aha moment of what's happened so far. guys thank you for joining me here on just our real estate i am so excited to have you here today i'm excited to be with you and uh man i just can't tell you how appreciative i am that you have chosen to spend time with me there's a lot of ways that you can be productive and a lot of things you can do with your time and the fact that you're choosing to spend part of your day with me means a lot to me and i definitely do not take it for granted I am really excited also to bring this episode to you today. It's a good one. I really think you're going to love it. And the name of the game here is to deliver really great information, stuff that you can take action on, stuff that you can apply to your business and really utilize to get you to where you want to be in your real estate business. And I think we've accomplished that today. Before we get started, though, I want to talk about a company that I am super excited about. This is like the greatest find of the 21st century in my business. Uh, these guys have been respon directly responsible for a real spike in, in my sales and my bottom line. The company I'm talking about it is uh, AdWords Nerds, and these guys are awesome. Dan Barrett runs the company, and just a super cool guy. I mean, I, I think we're almost like... I, I think we're friends. I hope we're friends. We're getting to be friends. He is helping me just explode my business. These guys are the only fully certified Google partners that work expressly and exclusively with real estate investors like you and me. Um, the, it's just, they're, they're amazing. They're a proprietary in-house AdWords system and they work just with real estate guys, you know, like, like we are. And I can tell you from my business, I, uh, I'm working with Dan and, and I basically have hired him to help me find motivated sellers in my market, right? When people type in, sell my house fast or whatever, uh, it's Dan's job to make sure that my website comes up on top. And let me tell you, they do. Month one, we we it was directly responsible for tens of thousands of dollars worth of business in my company. Month one, they're an A plus rated Better Business Bureau company, and it's just they're a hundred percent transparent, super client focused. I mean, Dan is like the best guy ever, and I'm telling you, the results are nothing short of amazing. They don't lock you into a long term contract, it's month to month, so you're free to leave at any time, and exclusively for you guys, my listeners. They will give you an hour of coaching time, which is normally $297. That's what they charge for an hour of consultation. They are going to give you that for free. You cannot 
you you can't not do that. Go check them out, guys. It's adwordsnerds.com forward slash Mike, or you can go to juststartrealestate.com. On the right-hand side, click on the AdWords Nerds banner. It'll take you to their site. You'll get that exclusive hour of, of coaching time and consultation absolutely free. I know once you talk to these guys, you are going to decide just like I did. You have to have this in your business, guys. People are searching the internet, looking for you more and more every single day. And if you're not there for them, they're going to go to the guy who is hiring Dan to run their AdWords campaign. You don't want to lose out on that business. You certainly don't want to miss out on the opportunity to explode your business like I have. Go check them out, adwordsnerds.com forward slash Mike, or go to Just Our Real Estate, click on the AdWords Nerds banner. They'll take you right there. You are going to thank me. Okay, let's get into the show. All right, guys, thank you for joining me today on Just Start Real Estate. I'm like I said, I'm I'm really psyched about this interview. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about it for a while, and, and I finally kind of reached out and, and asked if this person would be on the podcast. And there's a very specific reason for it, and and there's a lot of cool things happening. And he's just a great guy in general. So, uh, who I have on the phone right now is Mark Dennis. Uh, Mark is actually he's a coaching student of mine right now, uh, but he's way more than that too. And we'll get into it a lot here during the interview, but. But he's a former NFL player, and and he's kind of turned all of that uh, all of that tenacity toward real estate now. And I'm I'm super excited to know him. I'm excited to have met him a few months back, and he's just a very cool guy who's doing really really exciting stuff in his business. And and I just wanted to be able to share his story, and more importantly, share some of the successes and some of the things that he's been doing over the last few months because it's nothing short of remarkable. And I think you guys are going to really in, enjoy talking to him. So. Hey, uh, Mark, I really appreciate you doing this. I know I'm, you know, as a coach, I'm pushing you to get out there and, and, and turn your business on its head and kill it. So you taking out a half an hour here or 45 minutes is appreciated. And uh, I'm happy to have you here on the show. Thank you. I appreciate being here. And uh, thanks for the invite. It's, uh, it's an honor. Yeah, yeah, no problem. You're you're actually the first guy I thought of when I said, "Hey, you know, it'd be kind of cool to reach out and and interview and talk to some of the students that I'm working with and kind of, you know, give let people hear what what really happens in this kind of a program or just really how people who have the the right attitude and direction how they attack their business." And you were definitely the first person I thought of, and like I said, I'm I'm just glad that you agreed to do this. So, why don't we start off kind of, you know, rewind a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about your background, what you've done, you know, in your life, your, your first career, and, and kind of catch us up to where we are now. Sure. So um, I had the good fortune to uh, get a scholarship in college to play football at the University of Illinois. And um, it, it sort of football has was always a means to an end for me. So um, I enjoyed playing in high school. And then, hey, you know, somebody's going to offer me a scholarship. I'm going to get you know my college paid for. Oh, cool. And it wasn't until probably my senior year in college where I realized Geez, I might have a shot at, at doing this at the next level. Um, I was uh, fortunate to get drafted in the eighth round of the 1987 NFL draft. They don't even have eight rounds anymore. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like that old, that old Budweiser commercial where the guy was drafted in the seventh round. They don't even know his name. I was drafted in the eighth round. They weren't even sure if I was uh, uh, who I was. And, so, and I had, you know, I um, life was a lot about being in the right place at the right time. And and so I uh, got there to Miami. And for my for my luck, there was a couple guys that actually during training camp decided to retire, which opened up a hole for me to be there. And I made that team that first year. And 
the thing about playing in the NFL is, is the only reason you're on a team is because they haven't found somebody better than are always looking. And, and it really felt that way, especially that first year. Like there's just, you know, you, you always felt like you were one day away from getting cut. And that affected the way I, I sort of saw what I was doing because it sort of seemed like a pretend or a, or a, you know, a, a play life that I was, I was doing and, oh, geez, you know, if things go well, I'll do it for a couple of years. And, 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 and one thing led to another, and I actually got to play in the NFL for 10 years, which is still, it's still a, like a miracle for me. Um, but I carried that mentality of, oh, like being a pretend life and recognizing that I, I, because I wasn't like a, you know, I wasn't a high round draft pick. I knew I was going to have to, to work afterwards. I, so I, I carried that mentality of this is sort of my pretend life, um, through the, uh, through, through the years. So I always, uh, in the off season, I actually always set up a work internship for myself, or I went back and I went and did my MBA and got my MBA partway through. So um, it, it, that was a that was a, a great a great opportunity. I had lots of really cool experiences. It also allowed me to go back and get my MBA and gain some work experience along the way. And uh, so yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And this isn't the right the right podcast for it, but we talked already. We're gonna sit down and have a couple of drinks when we get together next month. Uh, I, all I could say is you, you play for Don Shula. Wow. Yes. Anybody who's who is a football fan, obviously that's a that's a name you recognize. You protected the blind side of Dan Marino. Are you kidding me? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome. Just stuff. I mean, and it's just a host of other obviously great players, but very cool. Um, like you said, uh you know, Mike and I when we are when we're hiring in our business, right? We we have a question that we always ask. It's did you play sports in a in an organized way? in your life, right? Because what we have found and what we believe, it does, you don't have to have played sports to be successful. That's not what I'm saying. But what we have found is that people who have some sort of a background in, in organized sports typically take direction very well. Uh, they don't have a lot of excuses, especially when it comes to like football. And they just have a great work ethic. And again, I'm not going to suggest that if you don't have that background, you don't have a good work ethic, but it's a good filter to find out people who who have a good shot at having a really good attitude and a work ethic. So in our company, we're we're very bottom line. We're very, you know, blunt in a productive way. And, and when we tell somebody something, we don't spend lots and lots of time trying to sugarcoat it. We just we just say things the way they are. And, and typically uh, I have found because football coaches can be abusive, to say the least, uh, you get used to taking direction and not taking it personally. So very cool. Uh, not not at all surprised that you're having success now. Um, so once your career ended, what happened from that point and, and how did how did you get to basically where where we met? I mean, just to, I mean, there's a lot going. I'm sure a lot happened, but let's try to distill that into a few, few minutes. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, I always I tried to set myself up for after my football career. Um, I was working late in my career, actually, as a commercial real estate agent in the off seasons, um, and I <clears throat> was trying to get a a local uh, Fortune 500 company uh, to be a client of mine. Uh, I had gone to school the, at University of Illinois with the son of the founder and, and was trying to leverage that relationship and, and get them as a client. And what ended up happening was they hired me instead. So I, I went to work there uh, for uh, a number of years and just sort of one thing, they went through bankruptcy and I had my own small consulting company, sort of a, a, a numbers oriented um, financial consulting company for a number of years. And I've been in sort of, it's, Interestingly enough, it's usually been uh, around numbers or real estate and, and no pun intended, but it, it, it's 
oftentimes is uh, a return on investment is, the, is is a significant part of the conversation. So those two things have just been a big part of my life as I went through about back in 2012, um, my wife and I started buying rental properties, um, just trying to um, basically build a, uh, a long-term pension for us when we do retire. Um, I, I don't have the, the good fortune like my dad of working in one place for 40 years and having a great pension. So I've got to build my own. And so we started doing that. And, and it's like, uh, you know, I always say it, uh, entrepreneurialism is, is a lot like a weed, right? You, it's tough to, it's tough to kill it and make it go away. And it really just grew that way. Um, I bought some, some rentals, was learning how to manage those, did a couple other flips along the way and really got to a point where, geez, I wish, I wish I could do this full time. And back about a year ago, I, um, through a, a number of events and a, and a really cool, uh, a really, really cool experience uh, where, where I had a, a prompting from, from God to uh, go after this full time. I, I started doing it full time and followed a lot of uh, just a, a lot of the advice that, that um, you get through Justin. Uh, I don't know if you talk about Justin. On, yep, on your yeah. Justin podcast. Williams. Yep. And, and so, um, and, and really tried to, tried to implement as much as I could. So what that got me to was that got me to hack, hack flipping live. And really for me, what, what that felt like was I recognized that I had the box with all the puzzle pieces in it. And I was familiar with all the different puzzle pieces going to hack flipping live was finally somebody put the, the picture of what the puzzle is supposed to look like up on the screen that allowed me to dump it out and start putting the pieces together. And then I had the opportunity to start working with you guys where not only that, not only am I going to see the picture, I'll have somebody helping me and maybe help me put two or three pieces of the puzzle together all at once. Yeah, that's really important too, right? I, I spent, man, I tell you, you so much smarter than me about this. I spent years trying to do this on my own without any direction, thinking I can figure it out. Yeah, I don't need help. I don't need to hire people. It's a waste of money, like all like the wrong things, right? And I still had a level of success over those first few years. But man, I'd be in a whole different place right now. And and, and frankly, with the success that, that Mike and I are having in our business, you know, it's you shouldn't do it. You can't do it. But I, I sometimes will talk to my wife and I'll go, wow, if we had if I had known what I know now five or eight years ago when I started, whoa, we'd be in a totally different spot. But the point is, I, I resisted getting help. I resisted education. And and it wasn't until I stopped resisting that that I really saw what what could be accomplished in this business. And it's pretty powerful. It's you know, it could be life changing if you really attack it you know, with the right attitude. And and I think you going to Flip Hacking Live and, and kind of getting involved in Justin's group first, there's a lot of people that were at Flip Hacking Live and not a lot of people relative to the number of people that were there took advantage of the next evolution in their business and, and trying to take advantage of that coaching. So why don't you talk a little bit about, because I'm, I'm really, I'm curious why you were there, you saw the speakers, everyone sort of dumped everything on the table. It wasn't a, a pitch faster and it wasn't like, you know, we're just going to give you a little idea of our business. People were just laying out their business pretty, pretty bare for the world to see. Why, why bother with the next coaching level? You, you got a lot of information at that event. Why, why take that next step? Sure. So um, I'll go back to briefly, I'll go back to um, football. Okay. One of the things that I always valued was good coaching. And, and so that I've always recognized that having a mentor, having a good coach was, uh, 
an incredible way to speed up your success. So that's the first part. But yeah, I went to, I, I think I was probably one of the first people that signed up for Flip Hacking Live. I, I, I saw that and I'm like, and it was, it was like early on when, when Justin first mentioned it, it was like March. And I just, I, I signed up for it and said, I'm not ready for it yet, but by then I will be. It's kind of the, the way I, I did it. And, and so when I got to Flip Hacking Live, um, it was an awesome experience, lots of great information. Um, but again, it was it, it was how talking about how other people had put some of these puzzle pieces together, and you know, it, it, as part of that, um, and I had I had said for a while I would like to be part of seven figure flipping. I didn't think that I was really quite ready for it, but I I'd said and I told my wife I'm like you know what next year I when we were sitting in that next year I'd like to be part of. Flip or seven figure flipping. Yeah, let me interrupt you real quick because I want to make sure I've never talked about seven figure flipping on this um, on this podcast. I've referenced my coaching, but so what what Mark's talking about is there is a group called this uh, seven figure flipping, right? And what it is, it's a it's a, a small mastermind group of of like really kind of high level real estate investors that are on a trajectory to to reach seven figures in their business some of them are are there now uh some of them are close some of them are just sort of on that path so it, it's really a, it's a, a high level mastermind made up of, of people who are um like legitimately on their way to making seven figures and beyond in their business so it, uh that's what that's what mark's referencing so okay sorry about that no that's cool and so at hack flipping live uh there was a few spots that were open in that mastermind group and i kind of looked at my wife and said well, should we give it a try this year? I mean, it, you know, we're, we're here and, 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 and the, the boats are already, uh, our boats are already kind of like starting to smolder. Like, and that's a reference to the fact <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. Burn in the boats that once you land and you're going to either, either be successful or, or, and, or, or not. And yeah. so, um, it, and so I filled out the application and, and it ultimately, I wasn't a good fit right now, which I, I, I recognize, but part of what Justin did was, Said, hey, I'm going to create this 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 new program, um, of which uh, was the was the coaching program that I'm part of with you, and it was uh, it it was awesome, and it was a very appropriate uh, spot for where I was at that point, and um, and I was all over. I, I again, I think we uh, that one I was I know because we filled it out and. Um, and and my wife Kathy walked over to Tara and handed it to her. It was the first application they got. So nice. I, I, I know for sure that 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 we were the first ones that handed that in. <laughs> yeah, and, and the cool thing is, you know, the seven figures not for everybody, and everybody's in a position. Sometimes it's a little bit bri- of a bridge too far for where you are right now. And I know Justin has the house the house flipping formula program. It's a real low low level like kind of you know for for new people right to give them some basics. So there was sort of like this gap in between there, right? Like. I, Maybe I'm a little bit too far down the road for for house moving formula to be a huge huge benefit right now. Seven figure. Not only is there is there sort of like a, a barrier to entry in terms of where you are in your business. There's also a number barrier, right? We just there isn't a hundred people in there. It's not intended to be a large you know kind of a group where you get lost. So there was this gap. There was this need that that Justin sort of created. You know, it was funny funny story. You know, Mike and I approached Justin and that weekend and said, listen. We, we want to get involved and we want to get involved in helping people. This has been a great event and we're meeting some great people and we see this this need. What do you think? And we sort of just threw out a concept to him and, and he just went home and like 
formulated this idea and, and put it out there. So I'm glad that he did because I think there's a genuine um, there was a hole kind of there that needed to be filled. So that's that's awesome. So you guys, are, I'm not surprised at all, Mark, that you were the first person to walk up there. I'm not because <laughs> having gotten known you over the last couple of months, I'm I'm not surprised at all. And I, I even matter of fact, I told I told Justin just yesterday what you had kind of shared with me uh, when you first started and said, I want to be. I want to be in a position where where Justin needs to have me on that stage next year because of the success that I've had. I, I want I want to be up there because I'm killing it, right? Sure. So I told him that, and he he loved it. He was like, "Oh man, I'm glad you shared that with me. That's great." You know, he was really fired him up. So uh, it, that's kind of where 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 we really get our satisfaction. I, I love seeing what you guys are doing in this group, you specifically, because you guys are absolutely killing it. But all right, I'm I'm. I don't want to talk too much. I, I'm a big talker. So you were there. You signed up first. Kind of got why. So let's let's talk a little bit about what's happened since then. Right. That was back in October, beginning of October of this year. Right. Currently, we're toward almost Christmas time. So it's been roughly uh, two and a half months ish, something like that. Yep. So um, you know, the, obviously, the first thing that we did with you and Mike was sit down and have a really extensive conversation as to where where we were currently and where we'd like to go and what resources do you have and what's your path to some degree yeah and to that you gave us some feedback and think about this and think about that and um and and one of the things you did that was um awesome was you really and i, and I know um mike talks about it a lot is is really put together a 30 60 90 uh, along with, uh, you know, your year's goals and use that as a living document as you sort of go through. So um, at, my thing was back to the story of the boats. At that point, the boats were full on ablaze. I had no choice. I'm going to move forward and I have no choice but but to make this work. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm fully committed. I, I did that 30, 60, 90 and, and really kind of listened to the things that you were saying to us and to the and to the group on our coaching calls, and here's the things that you need to do in order uh, to to you know to move down the road. And and I just started implementing. You know, I, I know um, you talk about being a crazy action taker, uh, and that's just really trying to. One of the, my favorite things I actually heard at flip hacking live was you and Mike uh, both said like you're going to rape and pillage Andy McFarland's business, and my desire for my business model is to be a wholesaler. So that, that teed me up specifically to basically say, okay, well, if you're going to allow it, then I'm going to rape and pillage your business. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's been, that's been my, uh, that's been my mojo so far. In fact, if, if I start to do anything that's a little bit different than what you do, I get the cross-eyed look from my wife, Kathy, that like, hey, you're not and so, you know, so that's, that's, that's really, nice. uh, no, that's cool. That, yeah, that's cool. Uh, Justin always uses the Disney version, which is raid and pillage. But uh, the actual quote was rape and pillage, right? That's exactly what I said to him. <laughs> and like I said, you know, at the event, I mean, it, it's really it's a lot like if someone politely says, hey, you know, welcome to our home. Make yourself at home, right? Take, you know, if you're hungry, go get something. And, and Mike and I were like the worst house guests. Like we would just go and open up the fridge and we're sleeping in their beds. Like the analogy there is like we didn't wait to be politely offered parts of Andy's business. We just like went to him and said, can we have this? Can we have this? And like we always said, hey, if we're, if we're crossing a line, let us know. But can we have this document? Can we look at this report? Can we look at 
what you guys are doing this this week and this month and and to his credit he he every single time he said no nope, that's great let's let's look at it let's do it here you go here's the information you want so i know that we we extracted more from him than maybe other people did because i mean common courtesy usually tells people to to be a little bit more discreet and polite and and respect people's privacy and we were like man we're not respecting any privacy you can tell us we're going too far but we're not going to assume we're going too far and and Andy was super open and and you know we're definitely willing to do the same thing so right. that's and, cool and you you guys benefited from that and 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 I feel like I I'm, I'm benefiting benefiting sort of secondarily from that as well because I feel like I do the same thing to you guys as as I uh, as I swallow one frog and look around, then I'm going to ask you how to how did you guys swallow this next frog? Yep, absolutely. And that's that's really the name of the game, right? A good coach won't won't put you off. A good coach won't say, "Well, that's you know, that's sort of proprietary. I'm not going to share that." Like we share everything, right? Like the great the great thing about a, a good coach is that they're not that polished of a of a coach, right? Sometimes the polished people have been doing it for decades. They're, they have it pre-built into their system to hold back and to sort of only give enough to satisfy, but not everything. We don't know what we're not supposed to share, right? Like our, our thing is like, if you, if you ask, we're going to give it to you. Now, we don't spend all day every day figuring out what else we can give you because that isn't necessarily helpful. But it's like as soon as you you ask, then you're ready for it and you want it and you need it. So that's sort of the idea. And, and you know, Andy and Justin have been that way with us. And, and that's the cool thing about it. So since you've been in in this program, right, since you've kind of started working with Mike and I, what's what's happened? What's what's the the big the big ahas or the big rocks that you've moved? Well, so um, I know one of the one of the first things one of the first things I did because I had somebody I had a service answering the phone. So one of the first things I did was I I hired somebody local to answer the phone, um, which which allowed me to sort of control the message, and and that was that was good. Um, around the same time, I hired an acquisitions person at the same. So <clears throat> I had these two people that, um, I, and I was upfront once you know once we got past the formal interview, I was upfront with them, and I basically said, "Hey, here's the deal. We're building the wings on the way down a little bit, so you're going to have to bear with me. Things are going to change, and." Give me your feedback and just help me. Um, the the probably the biggest aha moment was about ah geez I don't know within the first month we had one deal that I did not answer the phone I didn't go on the appointment I um, the only thing I did was I turned around and I it was it was a rental property I sold it to somebody that I knew that would buy rental properties I never saw the house. I never saw the house. I didn't talk to anybody. I I I took the, I talked to the owner at the closing. Was the only time I talked to the owner. Nice. Um. And nice. and for to go. Holy smokes! I like I, I've heard about you guys doing this, but like <laughs> that was to have that actually happen was probably the biggest aha moment of what's what's happened so far. Yeah, I, I'm never more proud than when someone calls me that I happen to know and goes, "Hey, I saw this in your your marketing piece. This house. Can you tell me more about it?" And I say, "I really can't. I don't. I don't know. You know which house you're talking about, right?" And the fact that you met the owner at closing is a product of you having kind of been in the system for a couple of months and not 
five or eight months, right? Because there'll right. come a point oh, where you won't even, you won't see the house, you won't see the seller, you won't see the buyer. All you'll see is the money coming in the account at the end of the day. And that's where you're headed. So that is awesome. Uh, you talked about hiring an acquisitions person. For anyone who doesn't know, in, in our world, an acquisitions person is someone who goes out and talks to the seller and tries to get that purchase agreement from the seller. So we call them acquisitions because on the back end, uh, for, in our wholesaling system, on the back end, you have what's called a dis positions person, right? They're both technically kind of a sales role, but one person is acquiring, hence acquisitions. The other person, we call them dispositions because you don't, as you get, as your business grows, you don't necessarily always wholesale it. You might decide to take it yourself. You might decide a various exit strategies, right? So that person makes the decision of, of what the disposition is going to be of that property, it, it, you know, it's, it, but it is sort of a sales type capacity. But anyways, acquisitions, dispositions, front end, back end of the deal. So, okay, awesome. So you, now you've been in the program, you've, you've made some hires. What's, what's next? What, what's kind of on your 30 day plan here going sure. forward so um partway through this process I, I i changed over my crm to to from from one that was good to one that really has the capacity to grow as as we go along um and so i'm in the midst of of ramping that up and and using the automation that you can use to make all of our team as efficient as possible um and sort of next on the horizon for me is to is to hire that dispositions person and and possibly somebody that can that can help on the back end with some of the administrative stuff as far as moving those deals through the process right kind of a, a closing person or somebody who works with titles that we mean yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that that's one of those things that I really, it, it was really surprising to me when we, Mike and I were building our business. The first couple of wholesale deals I did, the first handful I did were with uh, friends of mine in the industry locally and they bought the houses. So there was very, very little drama, very, very little adversity. And it was just like, you want it? Yes, I want it. Great. Here's the docs. All right, good. I sent them the title. And I would just wait around for three weeks and we go to closing. No problem. But when you when you get outside of your circle of, of friends, so to speak, and you start working with a lot of people, the closing process, the title process can be cumbersome. It can be a very, very uh, labor intensive, a lot of stuff going on. I didn't think I needed a closing person until we started doing a significant amount of deals. And I was like, holy cow, this will take up my entire day if I don't get somebody in. So yeah, you'll definitely get to that point. You'll see it. And I'm sure you already are kind of getting to see it, but that person will become become pretty important too. Well, I'm, try- I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to put my team in place and and so sort of to build the machine and and i i love the the analogy that that andy uses uh of building sort of the machine and then you just start pouring as much dirt in the front end as you can so um that's the other thing i would say that i'm working on now is um what what other channel how many different channels can i can i sort of light up that will add deals into the machine that will Will work its way through. So, how are you finding deals now, just on a high level? What are, What are the mechanisms you're using to get leads to come into your 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 business? So, right now, I'm doing direct mail. That's that was the impetus. That was the that that was an early on aha when I sent out direct mail and people started calling me. Yeah, like holy smokes! And then I just had a cool phone call this morning of a guy that um I he I had to have mailed him probably six months ago and he actually kept the card somewhere and he just called me yep. um and and so direct mail is 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 one way um I started about a month ago using uh pay-per-click 
campaign. Yep. And and so that uh, that's yielded one deal that um, we'll see see how that turns out. Um, but all the all the indications are that it's very positive there. Um, and then I just I just started up another channel of working with a real estate agent that um, I, I explained the business. I sort of trained them on how we price them. And it's outside of her normal business. Uh, but at the same time, it's an opportunity for her maybe to get a deal or two a month out of, out of sending out a bunch of offers that, is, that are easy for her to do anyway. So um, those, those, are the, those are the three that I'm using right now. Um, you know, some of the ones that I haven't turned on yet is, is bandit signs. That's, uh, um, I haven't started doing those yet. Um, and then the other one that, that I'm, that I'm looking at, partly because I've done some buying at auction is looking at, at, at buying them, um, at auction. Okay. Seeing, seeing how that'll work out. Yeah. And as a wholesaler, there's just really no, amount of leads that's enough right you, you, the, you need more and more leads you really need to keep feeding that machine like we talked about throwing more dirt in the machine where do you get dirt well there's a number of different ways you can get it like you've mentioned some of the, the pay-per-click obviously the, the direct mail is is for sure and and that's really the name of the game is trying to get more and more leads into your business it's sort of like with wholesaling you can never have enough leads with flipping you can never have enough capital at your disposal right those are kind of the opposite ends of the spectrum um i want to kind of backtrack a little bit and let's be real clear for the people that are listening i'll tell you what i did this business for years before i hired anyone and i really didn't know who to hire or why to hire them or, or anything like that and i don't want to spend tons and tons of time but let's let's just dissect the hires that you've made so far and what made you hire them now, right? You mentioned a phone person. Was that the first hire you made? You know what? They were both about the same time. Actually, okay. actually from officially, the acquisition person was first, but I had I had the phone person sort of right the next day, basically. Okay. Why, why um, bother? Why bother with phone person? So the phone person is, when, when it was only me, I was my own bottleneck, right? So if I'm working on a deal, then I can't answer a phone when somebody somebody calls in. So if you can have um, somebody that answers the phone all the time, it's a consistent message, um, and it's you know it, you start to get into it. It becomes port- important your your branding and your reputation as as a business. So um, that person is there to answer the phone and uh, just make sure that 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 they gather the right information. And then the next thing is you know sort of the last thing I ask her to do is set up an appointment. So that so that the, if nothing else, they'll stop calling people because, oh, they're coming over tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and so so that was important for me to 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 get that, to capture that information and to uh, set an appointment as fast as possible. Absolutely. And there's kind of a, a, a great debate in, in wholesaling, especially. Do you live answer or do you let calls go to voicemail, then call them back? Right. Mike and I were vo- voicemail people. Our company was built on, on voicemails, and it wasn't because we thought it was better. It was just what we were doing, and we, and we saw no reason to change it until, uh, you know, we just talked to Andy specifically, but other people who had done vo- uh, live answer just said there's no there's no comparison. Live answer is the way to go. And things in, in the world could change, and maybe there's other technologies that will come around. But for now, uh, live answer is kind of the way to go, and it's sort of a low... You know, it's not a it's not a super expensive position to hire for. So, so you got the phone person. Uh, technically, the acquisitions person came first, like you said. But so acquisitions, why 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 bother? Right, you go out there and you could lock them up. Why why do you have to hire somebody? You know what? That was probably the um, the biggest thing that backed up in my um, in in my CRM before I hired the acquisitions person was 
was the number of, of leads that were there that um, needed to like basically have an appointment and go see them because there's a good a good amount of work that's associated with it. And when you're, you know, and you're trying to do everything all across the board, you're trying to do the marketing and, you know, meet with sellers and sell the property and answer the phone. Um, so for me, I wanted, uh, I wanted somebody that I could train to value the properties the same way I, I did and do just that and get them some sales training and just do that, have the appointment set for her, value the property and go, go get it under contract. And, um, and, and that's, um, she's done a phenomenal job. She, you know, she had, um, she, the the woman that I hired is an entrepreneur. So she, she, her her husband had started a business a while back. Uh, so she had that weed there, um, and, and had, had a background in sales. So it was a, uh, it was a great combination and, and, um, was comfortable with the, with learning and, uh, the training that we do and, and has, great empathy and so I, I, I it's awesome i've gone i've gone out with her a bunch and um just sort of for a ride along and i'm i'm in awe of, of how good she is with the sellers right and that's really the key do you think she's better than you are um there's definitely she's her empathy level is way better than <laughs> yeah I, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not the most uh, uh, always the most empathic I, and I, I, I like have a tendency to want to like, let's cut to the chase. Let's like, here's the number. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I mean, and that's great. That's sort of what you always want. You always want to try to hire people for a position that are, that's better than you. Right. I mean, that's really the goal. Cause if they're a lot less capable than you, you're always going to be second guessing what they do or should I, should I be doing this? So it's awesome. It's good that she has that, that empathy or that, you know, that ability that you, that maybe you don't have as strongly. So that's cool. All right. So, uh, phone person, acquisitions person, what else, who else have you hired? Um, I, that's all that I've hired right now. Like I said, I'm just now starting to have conversations around a dispositions person. Um, there, I have some capacity right now with my phone person and she actually has a background of some paralegal stuff. So I may, um, ask her to do double duty until she gets overwhelmed of, of be the, the closing or the sort of, uh, transaction coordinator type of role. Uh, I may ask her to do a little bit of both. Uh, um, okay. So I'll, I'll ask her to do double duty until in, until we get enough deals going through the system that she looks at me and says, dude, I can't do this anymore. Okay. Only because I'm involved in your business at a pretty significant level in coaching, I know there's one other person you hire that you're not thinking of. Who is going to make your life easier somewhere around April 15th? You're going to be glad that you oh. have them. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just did that. That's right. Thank you very much for reminding me. That's but, an important uh, layer. It's an important. I just, I hired a bookkeeper who makes reference to, um, and and that is, uh, I, I'm really fired up about that. That's something that, um, that I knew that I'm, I, I was weak in, and, um, I, you know, I was, I was able to sort of fake my way through it and get enough of the information, and uh, I kept it sort of in the right spot so I could go find it. But yes, a bookkeeper is going to be invaluable to me again as you scale this. As I'm, I'm building this to scale it. Yep. And and so um, I'm trying to put the structure and the people and the and the and um, I thought when he first started saying that I thought you're gonna you were talking about yourself. I hired these two <laughs> awesome coaches too. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I, I, bookkeepers don't they don't acquire purchase agreements and they don't sell purchase agreements, but I've said it and I'll, I'll continue to say it. Probably my favorite hire that we have in our business. And I think we're up to 12 or 13, 14 people now 
is the bookkeeper. And and it's because I, we shared, uh, we were talking before we kind of got live here in the interview that part of, part of my responsibility in, in our business is for me is the, the, the finances, right? The financial side. So last year, before we had a bookkeeper, I was responsible for untangling all of 2015 and, I have had some some stuff happen in my life that should have kept me up at night, and I've always slept like a baby, regardless of adversity, regardless of things happening in my life. I was having trouble sleeping last year around the springtime because I was trying to untangle all that crap. And and Mike and I are we're action takers. We're we're highly aggressive in our business, and we're not afraid to take risks. We're also not great at record keeping. So we did a horrible job, and I had to sort of untangle that. And uh, it was keeping me up. It was a nightmare. So uh, our the bookkeeper is same one you're using, obviously, right? I, I recommended her. Is uh, that that was probably my favorite hire of, of anybody, right? She sure. she allows me to sleep at night knowing that that the finances are being taken care of and. Not having your finances straight when you're making a few thousand dollars here and there, no big deal. When you ramp your business up and it starts to produce significant revenue and you're not keeping track of that, you are going to be one sorry customer come April 15th. So, okay, so three people, uh, four if you count Mike and I, but and that that's awesome, right? It's a it's not about hiring everybody all at once. It's about Mike and I always say hiring responsibly once you recognize that you've you've got a bottleneck and, and specifically if it's you, that's when you need to bring someone in. So um, you're you're basically you're basically following the script that we're trying to lay out for you exactly, and things are coming together exactly like we would expect them to. If you follow the script, so um, sure. you're you're a case study in in really just accepting it, it, guidance and, and taking it and and expecting to have happen what you're being told will happen, right? So that's that's awesome. But you know what? It takes it takes a special person too because I've taught a lot of people what I think they need to do to, to kind of advance their business, and nothing happens because they just don't they don't take the advice, they don't do it, they second guess everything, and you know they 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 get worried about the worst case scenario, so they don't do anything, and that's the quickest way to kill your your business or to never have it get started is is to worry about every possible scenario that's bad, right? Sure. You know, the other thing I would say, I was just look, actually looking at the number here on my sheet is, is I recognize that <clears throat> I was making a lot of changes um, early, uh, early on. And, and so when I built my, my goals for the year, I said, well, let's, let's be reasonable and know that we are going to have some, especially early on, we'll have some growing pains before we sort of smooth out this process. And so my goals for, um, for by the time we get the end of next October, which is a little bit past um, flip packing live next year. Um, but basically what I was trying to get to was, was 74 goals and, and the silliness, this, there's some silliness to that. And that that was the number I had in, in, um, in the NFL. So I figured it was an easy number to always remember. <laughs> but the thing is, is that in the first six months of this plan, I, I'm only looking to get 31% of that. So I recognize that there's some ramp up time and let's make sure everything's working to where, okay, let's, let's turn up the volume really loud after that. Yeah. And, 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 and it'll be in, it, everything will be in place to go. So I was trying to, um, you know, I was trying to, I'm trying to hire responsibility and build from the beginning so that there's scale so that I, that it minimizes going back and doing a rework as you start to have more volume. Um, and, and, but that comes from being able to work with you guys 
Because yeah. if I if I have the opportunity to work with you and you're saying, here's what we're doing, and we're doing 20 deals a week or 20 deals a, a, a wish a week, right? 20 yeah, yeah. Deals 20 a, deals a week uh, would be the goal. <laughs> 20 deals a month. I know that what I'm doing can can sustain that because I'm because I'm building it on the same type of platforms. Um, and and again, back to uh, uh, anything that I like, I have a question. I ask you guys, and you give me here's what works for us. And it's easy for me to go, well, if it's working for them, they're doing this. I don't, I'm not there yet, but I'm going to get there. And so I'm going to just trust it without question. Yeah. And the cool thing is, you know, geographically, you're not that far from us, but you're not in the same market. You're not in Michigan, right? Mike, Mike and I are in Michigan. You're in Illinois, Chicago area. So this, this, the concepts aren't necessarily designed to be location specific. They're, they're concepts, right? They're building blocks of a, of how to build a successful real estate investing company that it really is transferable. We learned what we know from someone who lives in Utah, right? And he's, he coached us in Michigan. So it really doesn't matter where you are. The con, the building of business concepts. I mean, frankly, it goes outside of real estate too, but we're talking about real estate here. But what, what you're learning and, and what the other people in the program are learning really could be used in any business. We're just applying it to real estate. So that's the cool thing. And and like I said, Mark, I, I say this with all sincerity. I've, I'm really enjoying watching what's happening in your business. And, you know, we we have a, a uh, we talk on Voxer. It's an app right on the phone. And, and you share with us things that you're struggling with. You share with us successes that you're having and it is an absolute an absolute blast and an honor to to just help you along that path and and you're doing it right i mean i've told lots of people things that you know but it's it depends on the person if they're going to take that and really run with it and and not to overuse the analogy but you know you're taking the ball and running with it right so that that's really all you can hope for and if you do that i have no doubt you're going to continue along the path and get exactly where you want to be and i'm going to see you next october at flip hacking live and you're going to be on stage and it's going to be super inspirational and i i really can't wait for that and and i'm like i said just a pleasure having gotten to meet you and and to help you start this journey man so uh, again thanks thanks for coming on today is there anything else you want to say i I don't want to cut you off but i think we pretty much covered everything i I, I, again just man just super excited for you really excited for you no thank you very much and like i like i said before it's it's an honor to work with you guys and to learn uh from you guys mostly one of one of the things i think is the coolest is is these lessons that you learned are fresh in your mind because they like the paint's not even all the way dry. So <laughs> that's true. To, to learn from you in that mode is awesome. And I, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you saying it. it's very cool. You're right. We're we're still in in uh building and tweaking and learning. So it's cool. It's fun to be able to sort of download everything we're learning and and kind of give it to you and see see what happens. So Thanks for being here, man. I, I really appreciate it. I'm going to see you in a few weeks here. Uh, we're going to get together, obviously, for our six-figure flipping group. And that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have that beer and, and talk and, and share some stories. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. Continued success. Thanks for doing this. Thanks. I'm looking forward to it as well. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I think you did. I know that I really enjoyed presenting it to you and I really enjoyed giving you this content and I hopefully it's something that you can take something from, right? That's the whole idea here. If you can take one concept, one idea, one strategy, one thing that you heard and apply it to your business to make it better, then I will consider what I've done here a success. Now, to that end, I do want to talk to you for a moment. I've kind of alluded to it in this episode and, and past episodes 
I can tell you this, guys. Uh, I used to be a little bit anti-coaching, a little bit anti-education. And part of it's because there's a lot of really kind of cheesy educators out there that really don't deliver any any real great uh, uh, material or advice or direction. And maybe they haven't even been doing real estate in a number of years, right? They're just sort of like recycling techniques that they were been talking about for decades. But I will tell you, I have completely changed my philosophy. It wasn't that I didn't think education was important, but I just thought, eh, I can I can do it without it. I don't need anybody's help. I can figure it out on my own. And I can tell you, after about four or five years of struggling and trying to figure things out and just not being able to do that, once I decided to invest my time and my money in education... Everything changed for me, and I'm telling you, everything changed for me. Uh, the business skyrocketed, right? They talk about the hockey stick effect, right? When you're looking at a graph and it's like it goes up like a hockey stick, that's exactly what my business did, and it made me understand fully and finally that what I was lacking in my business is education. And guys, I really want to be there for you when it comes to education. Hopefully, this podcast is delivering some good education to you, uh, but sometimes you need a little bit more. Sometimes you need a little bit more direct you know, coaching and someone to kind of come in and look at your business specifically and not give you generalities or just kind of general concepts, which let's be let's face it free information has to be sort of general because we're not working one on one right so this podcast i can't give everybody listening specific guidance on their business on the podcast because it just wouldn't apply to everyone necessarily right so what i would like to propose and what i'd like to make available is coaching one-on-one coaching for you, right? That may take on various forms and and you may be in different places, right? So the best thing that I can do for you is allow you to schedule time with me to talk about your business, just a free consultation, right? 15, 20 minutes maybe. Talk about your business and find out if there's some way or some thing that's missing in terms of maybe coaching or maybe it's just a little concept or some little thing that you can tweak but oftentimes, coaching and, and higher education is the way to go. And I know it was for me, and I resisted it for years because I just didn't. I was honestly, I was being cheap, and I and I was kind of thinking I could just do it on my own. I realized I couldn't. I got the help that I needed, and wow, I'm telling you, the difference is is phenomenal. I mean, hockey stick effect times times ten. So. What I'd like to do, if you go to my website and and click on the left hand side there, there's a banner that says talk to me about coaching. And there's no obligation, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, force you into anything, but I'd like to have a chance to talk to you one-on-one and see if education makes sense for you and if there's something I can do to help you or some good fit that we can that we can come up with. I'd like to do that, guys, because I really want to see you succeed. The podcast is awesome, and I think it gives you some little tips and things that you can take away. But if you really want to take your business to the next level and you don't want to wait years and years and years and do trial and error and make your mistakes and all that, if you want to bypass a lot of that and really turbocharge things, go to my website, click on that banner that says talk to me about education, and uh, I'll hop on the phone with you for a few minutes and we'll talk about it and see if anything makes sense, guys. So, for now, that's it for, for this episode, but go out there and really take life by the horns and just just take your business on and, and just kill it in 2017, guys. 
Okay, until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. 